0: Uh, welcome to In the Newsroom, a East Oregonian Hermiston Herald production. Uh, I am Andrew Cutler, I am the editor of the East Oregonian. And for uh, today's episode, edition, whatever you want to call it, I have uh, Catherine Brown, the Vice President at VO Media Group and the publisher of The Other Oregon here in our palatial studio. This is your first time here in the studio. Catherine, welcome to the In the Newsroom.
1: Thank you so much, Andrew. Yeah. It's great to be here.
0: You're very welcome. So we thought we we today we talk about some some things going on with the EO Media Group. Uh, we are walking into election season, so we have some some things about that, and of course we are hosting some forums later in the month and at the beginning of May. So we'll, we'll cover all of that, kind of a wide variety of topics. But uh, let's start with the news a couple weeks ago: layoffs in the EO Media Group. It's no secret that the the virus and the stay-at-home uh, mandate have really hurt a lot of businesses, and the EO Media Group is has uh, been heard as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, well, our company, we have 13 newspapers in the Northwest, most of them in Oregon with one exception. Um, and yeah, as soon as the uh, orders to stay at home and with schools closing and events canceled, uh, we dramatically uh, began seeing drops in advertising revenue. So we quickly realized that we needed to get um, right-sized for the revenue coming in, which uh, very sadly meant laying off uh, a total of 47 employees company-wide. Uh, and eight of those were in Pendleton and Hermiston. Uh, so really a loss, and we d- did end up um, having to make a lot of very, very hard decisions. Um, but we really, uh, part of the reason our company has survived since, uh, really since the Sargonian began in 1875 and since our family um, has owned this company since 1908 is uh, we have to basically roll with uh, the punches and adjust to the current um, economic and, uh, and uh, technology driven climate right now. And uh, while well, the economic climate is, is dismal for, for most of America right now, um, we're realizing as a, as a newspaper and media company that um, we, we've realized this for a long time that people are are gravitating more towards uh, getting their news from from phones and and digital means rather than print. Although we have so many thousands of loyal and dedicated print readers, uh, we don't want to abandon them at all. So we, uh, here at the East Argonian, have made the uh, kind of sad decision, but I think it's important for the survival of the newspaper to drop from five print editions a week to three. Um, So starting the first full week of May, we'll be publishing Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Um, However, really our newsroom, remains mostly intact Uh, we did lay off our sports reporters and a community editor and we've left an open uh, reporter position Um, we're not filling that right now so our newsroom staff is a bit thinner Um, but the the reporters and uh Editors, editors, and photographer we have left are really working hard, and we are putting up new news every every day. Uh, we're doing podcasts. We're doing podcasts. We're doing more video. Yep. Um, uh, there's no there is no shortage of news, and I think um, in times of stress such as this COVID nineteen pandemic, mm-hmm. um, I think people are realizing how important it is to to have a source of local news, um, and to have, uh, professional journalists really digging in to what's, what's going on, um, with our, both our public agencies and local organizations, businesses, and individuals.
0: So, uh, in addition to taking the East Oregonian from five to three days a week, that wasn't the only, uh, changes that, that are coming down the pike, uh, the EO's sister paper, the Hermiston Herald, is going undergoing some of its own changes. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what those changes are gonna be?
1: Sure. Uh, the Hermiston Herald has been um, published just once a week, every Wednesday, um, and by subscription only. Uh, we have been talking about this actually for the last couple of years kind of throwing this idea around but this <laughs> crisis has really led us to just make decisions quickly and it's sped that, up timelines. yeah it, it sure. has really sped us up and so we decided just to take a leap of faith and um, Change the Herald to a free weekly that will be mailed to 11,000 households um, across sort of the city of Hermiston uh, and some even into um, uh, eastern Morrow County uh, in the town, especially in Umatilla. And uh, in hopes just to re- get that product to reach a, a lot more people, to give advertisers in the Hermiston Herald a lot more bang for their buck, um, and um, also to really differentiate the Hermiston Herald from the East Argonian. It, it's it's always been a kind of a strange tension with just within our company of we have a weekly in Hermiston, but we have a multi-day paper that's, you know, based in Pendleton, but really covers all of Umatilla and Morrow counties, and sort of, we're we're sort of internally competing against ourselves, and we really did just want to, like, let's let the Hermiston Herald go and be be distinct and different um, for that part of Umatilla um, and Morrow County, while, and really, I think, in a way, that will strengthen the EO's um, presence as really the, the dominant, and I, I still think of us as a daily paper. We may be only in print, three days a week starting in in May but we are, are we do not employ our reporters and editor three days a week they they are oh. really working every, every day um, and certainly Monday through Friday and a small staff on weekends and covering the news and posting news stories online um, as they are available and so um, we really see the EO as the the dominant regional newspaper um, and website, and the Hermiston Herald being more that community's very s- specialized um, uh, paper. Uh, it won't it will not have sports. It won't have the TV guide. It won't have some of the other features that have traditionally been in the Hermiston Herald because those are in the East Oregonian. So for people who are really uh, interested in not not just hermiston news but uh, a, a broader uh, news news of the of the county the region and the state the EO is the place where you want to to go if you just want to know where to uh, what to do and where to shop in the hermiston area then the Hermiston yeah. Herald will um, really serve most of those those purposes for you
0: so I know Jade McDowell the editor of the Hermiston Herald still working on kind of fine-tuning content and stuff but I I believe the focus or the in, intent will be that for the Herald to have more of a business focus, more of an economic development focus. Is that what you you understand as well? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think that's really um, going. Well, it's going to be fascinating to watch Hermiston, um, well, and everywhere else. But but I think Hermiston is especially in a way uh, to see how Hermiston rebounds from. Yeah this uh the closures related to covid-19 um there it's a really kind of fascinating uh community in that it has been so dynamic the 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 business um and and agricultural uh businesses in that area uh, are really poised for for growth and I and I think that Hermiston Herald is is poised to really cover that in great detail.
0: And grow on its own. Exactly. So I'm curious you mentioned um, you know the economic downturns and things this isn't the first time you know decisions like this have Mm -hmm. had to been made through the years but is it is it harder or is it easier when nobody could have forecast this right does that make it easier does that make it tougher?
1: Well I feel like our uh, our family, because we are a family-owned company, uh, my cousins and I at board meetings, we are, we are always um, sort of hopeful that the good good economies will continue, and we want to really take advantage of that and grow, as we actually did this past summer when we, um, as a debt-free company, uh, decided to take a big leap and purchase the Ben Bulletin and Redmond Spokesman when they became available. Um, and uh, we did take on a bit of debt to do that, but it was a very, very manageable and reasonable amount. And I have to say, we do, we don't regret that decision. That that um, will strengthen our company in the long run. Um, to be in a market such as Bend and Redmond, which are really uh, economically thriving compared to much of rural Oregon. Um, this coronavirus notwithstanding. <laughs> um, but, um, but we are always also thinking of, we have we know that the newspaper industry is facing hard times. Newspapers um, have closed, thousands of newspapers have closed across the country in the last um, couple of decades. Uh, it, is, it is hard to make a go of it. Uh, we really need community support, uh, which I th- feel like we have had here in Eastern Oregon, Uh, because of our distance from urban centers and because of just the lack of television um, and other media competition. So uh, we know that we're really valuable to our communities and we take that seriously, um, but we're always realizing we need to live within our means. We have seen other newspaper companies go bankrupt around us and we do not want to... um, (laughs) end up in bankruptcy court. (laughs) That is uh, just something that we cannot comprehend. So we are always sort of always thinking of, what okay, what's the next efficiency? What's the next thing we need to do to balance our revenue and expenses?
0: And I, I, you know, as someone who was in one of those companies for a lot of years that didn't necessarily live within their means all the time, it was always nice, you know, from the outside looking in, it always did look like you guys all, you know, Mm -hmm always had your I's dotted and your T's crossed all the time. So uh, obviously it's something that's, you know, was an example was set early in the formation of this company and something you guys have carried on even to today, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And in fact, I remember when I was very young, my grandmother and her sister, um, so this is Amy Bedford and Eleanor Aldrich Forrester, um, they would always... Uh, they both were born in the nineteen teens and were were you know really grew up in the great um, depression of the 1930s so they were very much formed by that experience and they really at every single company board meeting would Really uh, pin down <laughs> publishers and our the the head of the company to make sure that we we had plenty of cash on hand to make payroll and that we were living within our means and um, they were very uncomfortable with debt um, realized that it was sometimes necessary but um, so that's really baked into to me and my cousins as well and I um, yeah I just I can't imagine running a business where you, you know you can't make payroll uh, the next month. That, that's just not going to happen with us. But what it means is sometimes we have to make very hard decisions, such as laying off staff and cutting pr- in, um, print publication days.
0: So, you know, nobody has a crystal ball right now. And if, if you do, I'd, mm-hmm. we'd love to have it. Um, but looking forward, yeah. if things do get back to normal, is that fair to say that you know, we could get back to the way we the way we were prior.
1: Um, hiring back staff, I would certainly hope so. Yeah. But again, we again, it all
0: depends on. But it
1: depends yeah. on the revenue that comes in from um, and and really our two main sources of revenue now are subscription revenue, whether people subscribe in print or online, um, and our advertising revenue, which of course with businesses um, and closed and events canceled is um has greatly diminished sure.
0: well a good segue into advertising prior to, to the coronavirus mm. you know pretty much shutting everything mm-hmm. down the eo media group made a made a hire or a promotion mm-hmm. from within and we uh you guys hired Corinne brajati who's the publisher in Le grand uh to be the regional sales director for the company for the company over here on the east side um, Can you explain, you know, why was she the choice, and and what is her, what what are you hoping she will accomplish?
1: Um, Well, Corinne is just a super wonderful and charismatic person. Uh, She has just been, I think, a pillar of the community in in La Grande, well-known throughout Union County and Baker County as well. Um, And... uh, She has a way, I think, of just understanding on a deep level what businesses need Um, from a a newspaper and and a media company uh, to get their word out and to really, um, she's great at crafting great messages and and, and just helping people understand the importance of name recognition for your business and um, promoting events and being out there and just being a really good partner with with local businesses that often need a lot of marketing um, support.
0: Right. Yeah, she I've been at the Observer since 98, I believe, so she's a long history in, in yeah. newspapers. So
1: Yeah, she's, she's quite wonderful, and I know you worked closely with her when you were in Legrand, and um, so I hope everybody has a chance to get to know her um, if you're interested in <laughs> the advertising world, because right. she's uh, quite inspirational.
0: So she, she oversees... The Pendleton ad, ad department, is that sort of how that will?
1: Yeah, yeah that's so. how that is. We're sort of in transition right now, but, yeah, yeah. Um, all the um, advertising sales representatives and our sales manager here in Pendleton will all work very closely with Corinne um, on more. We'll do, instead of each newspaper, doing um, their own s- special sections and um, and special um, types of uh, promotions, we'll, we'll have a more kind of unified approach to that, and it'll bring, bring a lot of efficiencies in what we're doing um, and really allow um, someone, for example, who is in eastern Oregon to really reach an even larger audience throughout the, all of the counties of right. this side of where we are, this side of the state, which include Wallowa County and Grant County in addition to Morrow, Umatilla, Baker, and Union.
0: You got them all, so no more really uh, every paper being in their own silo or the ad departments at least being in their own silos. It's more of a coordinated effort.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. But on the
1: but but I will say, but on the news side, we're really each each editor at each newspaper. we have always had this philosophy and this really continues where they are in charge of their newspaper um, and what appears, but we really do encourage collaboration because so many ideas um, are bounced around at, on our uh, East Side editor calls and um, what's happening in one community is often... It might be happening in a different sure. way, in a different community, and we want each individual um, newspaper to cover that um, in the way that suits them best.
0: You well, know, we found out, I mean, really, since the, this virus has kicked off, I mean, it's it's everywhere, so it's, you know, it's a pertinent thing in every every community we, we serve, right? So Exactly. Uh, we've really uh, tried to ramp up the coordination between the editors since the 1st of March, so, mm-hmm. and we've had, we had some prior to that, but it's really kind of kicked into high gear as of late.
1: Exactly, so. exactly.
0: Well, I think we can move off the, the, the doom and gloom stuff for now. Excellent. Uh, so let's switch gears a little bit. Um, we are knee-deep in election season. Uh, it's hard to believe, I mean, with every story on seemingly being about coronavirus, right. it's hard to it's kind of forgot there for a minute. It's election season.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Ballots are going to be mailed out mm-hmm. on April 29th, and the the last day to turn in ballots will be May 19th um and yeah there are a lot of uh, interesting races um in umatilla and morrow counties both um city council county commissioner races um and then the um and certainly the senate and house districts races but the the one that i'm spending a fair amount of time thinking about right now is the race for greg walden's seat uh in the, the second congressional district so this is the the second district it's an enormous yeah. district. I um, I don't know off the top of my head how many counties it encompasses. Do you know, Andrew?
0: Uh, I, I don't. A lot. I would just be hazarding a guess. Basically, a lot,
1: all yeah. of eastern... It's a wide swath. Yeah, yeah, eastern Oregon. Basically, everything east of the Cascade. So, that includes uh, the Ben Redmond area, um, all the way up to... Uh, the Columbia yeah. River and then much of Southern Oregon as well yeah. and so there are um, it's a it's a big field uh, um, there are five Democrats in the race and there are 11 Republicans um, so the all those six those 16 candidates none of them are able to knock on doors talk to Rotary clubs, chambers of commerce, et cetera, they, uh, many of them are just spending a lot of time either on the phone or reaching out through social media, um, but it's, we realized there's, they, they can't come to the individual newspapers in the district to talk to editorial boards right. because they really shouldn't be traveling.
0: And that's really been, uh, in years past, the way they've gotten their message out is by mm-hmm. coming into Pendleton and sitting down with the EO media or the EO editorial board and sharing their message. And we did get to the chance to meet with a couple of them mm-hmm. prior to all of this kicking off, but uh, it, it's just it's really changed the way they're they are running their campaigns.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, so we realized um, that. Probably the best way to let uh, interested voters know about who these candidates are and what they, what their platform is, is to do an online forum, a candidate forum, and so we are actually having. Um, there will be a total of three. Um, the first one will be on May 1st, that the evening of May 1st at 6:30 for the five Democrats in the race. Um, the, they will all be calling in from from their home or office um, our our regional publisher, Chris Rush, will be the moderator, and he'll ask the same questions of each candidate. And um, so your experience out there uh, as a viewer will be, you'll be able to go onto your local EO Media Group newspaper, um, whether that's um, the East Argonian, the Ben Bulletin, the Le Grand Observer, et cetera, go on the Facebook page and watch watch this um, live on Facebook. Or um, afterwards, it will be on the individual newspaper's website. So you'll be able to, in, with all the videos that we've done, um, and you'll be able to view that at your own convenience. Um, and uh, we, it won't be a debate format. It is it is a more of a forum. Uh, then the following night, because there are so many Republican candidates um, to have uh, 11 up uh, right. on a screen at one time. Imagine a Zoom or a GoToMeeting yeah. format with 11. It's too many. It so like the
0: Brady Bunch. Right,
1: yeah. yeah, tiny little squares of the Brady Bunch. So we're dividing those candidates into two groups. One will start at 5, 5 p.m. and one will start at 7 p.m. And so about half of them will be, be um, able to answer questions uh, uh, with each in each setting,
0: so uh, you know this is something you you you've taken the lead on, but it was something we started you know before the virus hit, and it, it it's taken a lot of different iterations uh, through the last couple of months. Uh, why was it Why was it this fo- this uh, format that? seemed to work the best.
1: Well, yeah. Originally, we were literally going to have invite the candidates yep. to Pendleton to meet at BMCC. And you had already coordinated that, And that, that was right? all set yeah. up. And then we realized BMCC was closed. They were not allowing any events. Uh, so we thought, well, we'll just invite all the candidates out to Le Grand, to be in uh, uh, kind of a large room together, perhaps six feet apart, and d- do the forum without an audience in that respect, but and but then things got More serious with COVID nineteen restrictions, and at that point we were not comfortable with asking any candidates to to travel anywhere. So this uh, this format of it's basically going to be sort of a Zoom meeting um, type format, but televised.
0: So we should really probably talk about our partner in this, and that's uh, East uh, Eastern Oregon Oregon Live, which is an internet TV based station out of Le Grand. Mm -hmm. Brent Clapp is the owner, and the gentleman we've been working with to -hmm. to to get this up and running um why was he the right person to partner with and and how do you see this collaboration sort of shaping up
1: yeah he um has done various um, kind of fo- filmed forums before, and so he has that experience. And he was really willing to jump in and um, just kind of roll with yeah. the, the the punches uh, and get creative. And he ag- agreed to, let, yeah, let's give this kind of Zoom meeting um, format a try.
0: So uh, before we move on, we've probably just so May 1st will be the Democrats, and that's at 6.30. And, of course, you can go to any EO Media Group East Side paper uh, and to watch that. And then May 2nd, what are the times for those two candidate forums? Uh,
1: the first one will be at 5 o'clock, okay. and the second one will be at 7 o'clock.
0: So a little break in between?
1: Yeah. At the most, they'll be 90 minutes each. Um, it does depend on how many candidates um uh, and we, we will be just moving right along and and uh there will be time limitations right. uh for the candidates answers so we can get all of our questions in
0: what's been sort of uh, as you've reached out to candidates and, and told them about this opportunity what's been the feedback you've gotten from them
1: um well the candidates i've um reached are all i think very happy to yeah. have the chance to uh to reach a fairly fairly large audience in, in one fell swoop. Um, some of them were able to participate in candidate forums um, earlier in March, um, but oh, th- 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 everything on the east side had been canceled, uh, and so this is uh, r- really probably the best way to reach a large number of people quite efficiently. Um, there are a couple Republican candidates I haven't heard back from yet, um, but hopefully I'll hear from everyone by today.
0: Right so in, in addition to the candidate form we're we're doing I'm sort of a branch. we're trying to we're looking for sponsors right we're looking for potential advertisers um how does somebody yeah. who's interested in sponsoring it making sure it does, goes off without a hitch how do they get a hold of us
1: okay yeah so if any of the county um uh political party uh, representatives are interested in being a sponsor of this event and helping us get the word out. Um, those sponsorships are available. C- Corinne Brajati at the La Grande Observer is uh, a g- great contact for that. Um, So feel free to reach out to her Um, and if any uh, business owners want to basically have a commercial, we will have a few commercial breaks during the forum um, and those commercial spots are being sold too. This is a way for, for EO Media Group and uh, Eastern Oregon Alive TV to recoup the costs of doing this forum, this, and, this and forum.
0: obviously for sponsors and for advertisers, a good chance to get your message out in front of a lot of people.
1: Yeah, absolutely, so. absolutely. Yeah, we have w- between all our eight um, newspapers on this side of the state, bet- you know, huge Facebook audience yeah. uh, exceeding two hundred thousand people, um, and also our websites are very heavily. Um, viewed, and so it's a great way to reach a big audience between now and um, May 19th. We are not, however, uh, accepting any political advertising for this forum.
0: So you mentioned that this forum is going to be, you know, go-to-meeting ish or Zoom type. Um, We as the East Oregonian Editorial Board had a chance to kind of test drive a uh, go-to-meeting endorsement interviewed the other day with the P- Pendleton City Council candidates. Um, kind of new territory for the East Oregonian, right? Because usually in the past it's b- bring em, bringing them in one at a time to kind of interview uh, and vet them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we usually just invite each candidate in and we sit down with them for 30 or 40 minutes, ask them our uh, set list of questions. And it's all done in person, one at a time. Yesterday, we uh, interviewed. There were a total of four. Uh, four candidates we talked to all at once, and I, it actually went very smoothly. And one thing I think it's nice to, when you get a bunch of candidates in the room together. I think uh, you know some good, really good ideas yeah. come out, and it's it's a kind of a learning opportunity for for everyone. Uh, and so I, 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 see a lot of positives and it was really an efficient use of our time. Cause Andrew, I know you are yep. super busy right now in this new realm of, uh, uh, yeah. COVID COVID world. Uh, and our, our time is, is, uh, pretty short sometimes
0: yeah, for sure. And it went so well, uh, we are going to probably post that, that interview. I think that's sort of the idea, or at least the highlight of it. So when um, you look for that, I'm not really sure. Sh- I mean, I told somebody today, we did everything but pick our nose in it. I mean, everybody was looking off and wandering. Attention was wandering by the end. So uh, disregard how we look. Just listen to the content. So that's exactly. kind of the big, big takeaway. So uh, as we wrap it up, I uh, just wanted to take the opportunity to remind you that, again, Election Day is May 19th. Ballots go out on April 29th. And so in anticipation of that, uh, the East Oregonian has put in some uh, uh, deadlines for le- letters to the editor to endorse candidates. So all political letters should be received by noon on April 22nd. And the final day we will run them in print is Saturday, April 25th. So any any letters we receive after that deadline will not appear in print or online. Uh, we're kind of trying to do this as a way to give you know, if there's anything that people need to write a letter in response to um, and, and be fair. So that's deadlines for that. And so just keep that in mind. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to do this. It's a good first, first trial. Maybe we'll do it again.
1: All right. I would be glad to.